Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. In today's episode, I'm actually bringing back one of my previous students for the second time because she has really made a lot of big moves in her career in the past couple years. Ashley's story is the perfect example of the ripple effect in your career and life that can happen when you take your dreams seriously and you invest your time into your dreams and put in the work. In this episode, Ashley's going to share some of the Instagram tips that helped her grow her clientele extremely quickly, how to focus your efforts on social media to connect with your local community. We're talking about how turning away clients can actually be beneficial for you and for those clients, how a bad review helped reconnect her with her intuition. And we're going to talk about some different lessons on why you shouldn't close your book, pursuing passion projects, and really learning how to manage your time so that you can succeed as a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I love this conversation. It was so inspiring and a perfect mix of actionable tips that you can take away and apply and just a really cool story that I think you'll really enjoy. One of the things that I want to point out about Ashley before we get started is she messaged me a couple years ago to say, I have implemented the things that I have learned on the podcast and it has allowed me to grow my clientele exponentially faster than the last time I moved. So she actually experienced career growth from implementing what she learned on the podcast. And then she invested in my group program, which at the time was Beauty Brand Bootcamp, now known as Beauty Biz Brand Academy. And it's really cool to just, again, see that ripple effect in Ashley's career, in Ashley's life, and what has happened since she started treating her business like a business, treating herself like an entrepreneur, and really made those big shifts in order to make her dreams come true. So let's get into it. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Ashley, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you here for the second time. For anyone who hasn't heard your last episode, can you just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey in the beauty industry thus far? The short version, because I'm going to shout out the episode that we did together as well so that they can go back and take a listen. But for anyone who hasn't, tell us a little bit about yourself. A little cliff note about me. I'm Ashley Mitchell, Ashley Mitchell here on Instagram. I have been in the beauty world for about 20 years, but I've had my license for about 16. And I had done hair. I'm from a town, maybe about 50,000 people. And I had done hair here for 
about eight years and I actually moved about an hour away for a few years and came back. And when I came back, that's how I found Jody and Jody's podcast and her program. And that kind of kicked it off of me coming back and rebuilding my career. And that has quickly snowballed to three years later. I'm a salon owner. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to catch up on this because I literally still remember the day that you sent me a message and you were like, hey, and this is before we'd ever worked through. You're like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, like I have been listening to your podcast and I implemented these things that I learned on your podcast. And I've like gotten all these clients. It's been amazing. And then we ended up working together in my program. So I just thought it was really cool though. And I wanted to underscore that because anyone that's listening, you can fully get career results from implementing the things that you hear on podcasts, right? Like Obviously, you know, we went deeper afterwards, but you had some real success prior to even investing in the program like you implemented. And if I had the time, I was driving an hour back and forth to work. If you're just hanging out, just do it. It's free education. You know, you can learn so much because I think so many people, I was one of those. I had done hair for a million years. I had built a career. And like we were just talking about a few minutes ago, this world has changed so much. And I knew I had to keep up with that change or I was just going to be another one of the people that had the same clients all the time that really had no growth. And I was really more interested in the growth part. And social media was stressing me out, feeling like I was having to post every single day and not really knowing what I was posting. So it was really awesome to just get on the right track. And yeah. that's... You can do it every week. Just listen to Jody. <laughs> and you know what? You can go back and listen. For anyone listening now, go back and listen to Ashley's story because honestly, it's insane how quickly you were able to rebuild after moving back to your hometown. And it's crazy because now, like, we'll get into it, but in the past, what was it, two years since we, because I think it was in 2020 or 2021. October 2020 is when I came back. Okay. And so yeah. it would have been right after that's when I started the program. Right. So, you know, that's like a relatively short period of time that your entire career is basically transformed. You're a salon owner. You have a really cool podcast, which I'm really excited to talk about. But yeah, it's such an inspiring story because it shows that it doesn't necessarily have to be like a 15-year slog to reach your goals, right? If you get intentional and you... And I want to underline and highlight and just like really emphasize implementing and doing the work because that's the difference, right? You can learn anything you want, but if you're not acting on that knowledge, that's not going to get you very far ahead, which is the thing that you've done so beautifully. And it's been really such a joy to watch your journey. Thank you. You have to just get out there and do it. And it's as simple as hashtagging your city. Yeah. Or the girls, one of my girls was saying that she was having a slow week and I was like, start tagging your pictures on Instagram in our town, not random businesses around our town, but in yeah. our town. Because when people search our town, there yeah. you're going to be. If you're hashtagging it, our town, I yeah. follow just that hashtags and a lot of other people do too. So you're immediately there. And it's crazy how little things like that yeah. will help you reach people that don't follow you because sometimes not everybody's going to follow you just because 
they love what you do or they've kind of seen you pop up, they might not have hit that follow button. And if you're continuing to pop up and they're seeing you, then you're always in their mind. That is so true. And, you know, that's like the importance of really focusing in on your local area. I think sometimes when it comes to social media, the the instinct is to like go as big as you can, right? Like people think they need to be reaching thousands and thousands of people. But in reality, what you need to focus on is reaching the right people who, if you're using it to build a clientele, you know, a reel that reaches a million people is going to do nothing for you. But getting in front of maybe 500 people who are in your town who are potential clients, that's going to be more valuable. And it's really crazy how many clients, even still now, I really kind of step back a little bit off my social media because I have had so much going on. Yeah. But even still now having new clients coming in being like, you know, it's really crazy. I was kind of thinking I needed a change. And then you were just in my Instagram one day. And I hear that so often. And I love just being like, how the universe (laughs) not act like I put hours into thinking about this, but (laughs) people will find you that way. And if you're using it the correct way, it's an awesome tool to have. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that's exactly the way to view it, right? Is it's a tool. It's not all consuming. It's just a tool that allows you to communicate your message. So I love that. So let's talk about you opening your salon. I think this is so exciting because you moved back to your town. So less than three years ago now, and you have, you know, successfully built up your clientele, your business, you've opened a salon now. So tell me a little bit about that journey. I have eclipsed hair and skin with my seven best friends in the entire world. One of them is my podcast host, a couple of them I've known for 30 years. And we were in a situation to where we kind of felt stifled creatively. We didn't really feel like we had an owner that had our back. And so it was just kind of a natural process, honestly, that everybody was like, Ashley, (laughs) Ashley, it's just the one for the job. It's her. So I really love it because I feel like the last couple of years I have been coaching these girls so much. And now it's really awesome that they do come to me. And they're like, hey, I'm about to go on maternity leave. How do I convey this to my clients? They need to go on and book. Or, hey, I'm wanting to do more curly cuts. What do I do to get this together? And it's really mind-blowing, honestly, that people are coming to me now and asking me when I'm like, I just learned this. But it's awesome. It's, well, I was just going to say, like, I remember us having a conversation a few months after the, like, the program, because when you and I worked together, it was still Beauty Brand Bootcamp. And I remember you saying, like, it's been so cool because I've been able to help some of my coworkers. And I, I can't remember how we got into this conversation, but it was, like, on Instagram DMs and you were saying how, like some of your coworkers were coming to you and like asking advice. And it was really cool that you were able to help them. So I think that's another really awesome side effect of investing in yourself and your own education is you're elevating your own business. But not only that, you've also been able to elevate the businesses of the other people in your space. Like the ripple effect has been really, really cool. But I think that's also a testimony to the fact that it works, that if they have seen me get results, 
then they feel comfortable enough to come to me and ask. And I think that really shows that this works. Yeah. And I've done, I've tried things out the last few years. I tried hourly for a little bit to see, you know, what that pricing schedule was like. And there are good things and bad things about it. And now like we're all starting to get together as packages and it's really cool for them to come to me and be like, okay, so yes, this is awesome. Let's change this. And it, I feel like it's helping us work more as a group, as a team, because when you're a boother at salon, sometimes there's that mentality of this is my business. I'm not worried about the rest of the business. Right. And I feel like this has helped us kind of come together and realize not all of us need to do everything. If you do vivids and you do curly haircuts, well, then if you have a curly haircut, you pass it on to her because you want what you are wanting to specialize in. And you, I, I think this is really cool. You're in a, it, like, what's the size of your town approximately? Mm, maybe about 50,000 people total. Which, and that's in the whole county, not just like the city. That's like the whole thing. Okay. So I love this because, and I, I had a feeling you were going to say something like that, but it's, it really is evidence that you don't have to be in a major center with millions of people in order to create a business on your own terms. And it sounds like you guys have really come together and cultivated like this abundant mindset where you're comfortable, you know, sharing clients and, you know, recommending to other people and coming together. And I think that's a true testament to the difference between a leader and like a quote unquote capital B boss, you know? Right. Like I personally, I don't take haircut clients anymore i like to do balayage i like to do lived in color and that is what works best for my schedule and i have a couple girls that love haircuts they love doing them and it's really gotten to where everybody will hand them over and i think that's so important because once again that's teamwork yeah and you don't have to do everything. If you don't like doing haircuts, then don't do haircuts. If you don't like doing vivids, don't do vivids. Because there is a stylist out there that will pour their heart into that service. Okay. I love this. And this is such an important conversation. But I want to bring up, if anyone is listening and they're like, oh, like, the, you know, the idea of like, of of turning away a haircut or the idea of turning away a service or whatever is kind of like hitting them in the chest a little bit. What do you attribute the confidence that you have built that you're able to do that? Because I think that's what it comes down to is like the confidence that you know that you have a solid business and that you have the ability to, you know, build and rebuild if necessary. So what do you attribute that to? I think really honestly, knowing what I'm good at. Mm. I know that I'm good at balayage and I know that there are girls in my salon that can do this specific haircut better than me. Yeah. So I've had to kind of look at it as I'm doing that client a service. Mm. I'm doing that client a solid because I know you can do that better than I can. I can do that for you and I can take your money and you might come back because you, eh, it was okay. It was a mediocre haircut. Mm. Or I can hand you over to Jody who is going to knock that haircut out of the park. And it's going to be a long time client for you. And whenever you have something that you don't, you're like, I don't really want to do this balayage, you're going to hand it back to me. And that's kind of teamwork to it is 
I guess really feeling confident in what I do and finally realizing I don't have to do everything and I need to really focus on what I like to do and what I'm good at doing. If I have a client or a service that stresses me out and makes Mm. me not want to go to work that day, then that's not what that's not the service I need to be doing. That's not the client that I need to have. Because I picked this career to love my career, not to ever be like, oh, goodness, I have Miss Smith today. That's not fair to yourself. And that's not fair to that client because you don't want to be the person that knows like, oh, gosh, she hates having to do my hair, you know, to them. Oh, that's such a good way of looking at it, too, because I think that like really takes off the, you know, the insecurity or or the feelings. If you look at it from like you're doing the client a, a service in referring them to someone who's going to love working with them because it's just like relationships. There's a lid for every pot, right? There's a stylist right. for every client and a client for every stylist. And like, you know, this is one of my huge things is like you can be exactly who you are and attract clients that love you. And you can do the things that you're great at. And, you know, and not just that, it's not all just about the service either. It's about that relationship with the client. So I think that is so important. And how many times have everyone listening had a client where, you know, the rest of your coworkers were like, oh, this person's so difficult. Like I can't stand you with her. And then you get them in your chair and they're lovely. I think that's happened at least once to every stylist. And it just goes to show that sometimes it's not the the one person. It's just that it wasn't a good fit. So I think that kind of takes some of the pressure off of it when you think it's not that there's like good clients and bad clients. Well, I mean, there are. <laughs> there's always some people who are never going to be happy. But, you know, it's it's more about just finding the right fit. And I mean, there are clients that have left and I'm like, I hope I never see her again. <laughs> not just in my chair. I hope I never see her again. Yeah. But it's few and far between now because yeah. I make sure that if you're coming to me, it's going to be something that I want to do. And actually, this just hit me. I have a little story of why you do what your heart says. On Yelp, I have one bad review. Mm-hmm. About a year ago, I had had the girl fill out her client form so I could already see what she wanted. And because I'm really big, especially if I've never seen you, I want pictures. I want to know hair history. So I have a little form. Whenever I saw what she had filled out, I was immediately already like, hmm. I don't know that this is going to work. When she came in, her hair did not look like the picture of her hair she had sent. Her goals were not realistic. And I actually spent 30 minutes during her consultation explaining to her, this is not going to work for the maintenance schedule you want. This is not going to work on your hair. It's too damaged. Whole consultation. I am going to do this test strand. In 15 minutes, I'm going to come back. I'm going to check it. I want you to think about it if you want to proceed with this service, because if you don't, it will not hurt my feelings whatsoever. I should have taken, I should have said no. I should have said, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just don't feel like I'm a good fit for you. But I still did it. And it was a very, very stressful color correction for me. I made sure to get before pictures, after pictures, because I just had a feeling, had a feeling. Well, when we opened the salon, I actually didn't realize it for months later, but I went to go change my address on Yelp and my one bad review is from that girl saying that I did a horrible job on her hair, 
and that I didn't want to do it and all kinds of stuff. And I wrote her back a very professional kind of, I remember you, this isn't the whole story kind of situation. But I have taken so much away from that experience because Mm -hmm. I did not trust myself. I did not trust my gut. I knew that it was not going to be a good situation. And I still took her. And that was just kind of like a light bulb moment for me. Like, you know what? I knew it wasn't going to be good. I set myself up for that. I've learned a lesson now. Oh, yes. That is that I think is so relatable because it's going against your own intuition is one of those things where you almost it's almost like a psychic knowledge. Like, you know, you know, it's not going to go the way that you're hoping it's going to. But I think that's one of those things where we have been, you know, conditioned and programmed to just like proceed anyway, or, you know, just like, so even when you, it's like, I always say personal development, there's no like end date. And I think it's the same personal development, business development, it all, it it all kind of aligns together. So, you know, just because you've kind of done the work and you put the boundaries and all of these things, like there are still times where you're going to be tested and, you know, you will get those reminders time to time. Yeah, that was a reminder. And it just yeah. teaches me stick strong to what I know because yes. I set myself up for that one. In my yeah. heart, I knew it wasn't going to be a good situation. Yeah. I have had the exact same thing happen, actually. And it definitely, it it is one of those things where you're like, I knew it. I knew it. I shouldn't have done it. And I just like, you know, so I think you're definitely not alone in that, which kind of segues nicely into the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about because before we hit record, we were discussing how, you know, you your your business has transitioned a lot and like you've added more things to your plate in the last, you know, two and a half, three years. You've, you know, rebuilt your clientele, you've opened the salon, you've started the podcast, you've done a renovation. Like this is a lot of major stuff to be happening in a relatively short period of time. So how have you kept up with it all? Like, how have you managed all of these things? At the end of the year, probably the hardest thing I had to do was step back from taking new clients, Mm -hmm. which was terrifying to me. And I will say, I actually learned a little bit from that too, because it took me a couple months to build Mm -hmm. up to where I still had new client requests coming in. So that's kind of a testament to never cut off new clients because <laughs> you you will need them one day. Yeah. But I really just kind of stepped back. I have been very good about I have my times that I do my colors that's or you know that I take appointments. I really had to stand firm in that and it was really hard because mm-hmm. I have I know at least two clients that went to another girl in the salon because I couldn't get them in. Right. And that really made me kind of freak out at first. But then I realized they're still in the salon. They're still here. You know what? If I can't get them in and somebody else can, that's fine. That was a really, it was scary to do, but just kind of stepping back and realizing, take my time. I've built before. I can build again. But more than anything, if I'm not in a good place for me, then I can't be in a good place for my business. So I really just tried to take off the time that I needed and get the things done I knew I needed to get done because 
the people that are my regular clients would wait. Yeah. They, they yeah. knew what was going on. I was very transparent with them, very open with them. Hey, you need to get in the next couple months. I'm not really going to be here. And I, I really had a good clientele and support system in my salon girls and everything. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so important too, right? Like to understand and give yourself grace because there are going to be times that, you know, things get crazy and entrepreneurship, it, you don't get to pause being a human because you run a business, right? So things are going to happen. And, you know, I think it's like, you know, this whole like elusive work-life balance thing, it really is kind of a mythical unicorn a lot of the time, I think. And so sometimes you, you just have to let it flow and give yourself the grace that like there are going to be parts of your life that demand more from you at different times and just try to have that compassion for yourself and and do what you got to do to get through it. And I'm very, very lucky that I travel a lot. I have a lot going on and my clients know that I'm very transparent about when I'm booking up, when I'm going to be in the salon, when I'm not in the salon. I post it all on Instagram. I post it all on social media. So it's never a surprise to people that, oh, I can't get in at the last minute. People right. know, you know, kind of plan ahead. And that's something that I had to kind of condition my clients for. Mm-hmm. Of I'm one of those before you leave. Hey, let's go on and make your next appointment. Oh, I'll just jump online. Well, you know <laughs> how I book up. So I... <laughs> I've got really lucky that I have clients that will plan around things with me. But more than anything, it was kind of nice to know that I could step away and take kind of a minty bee and still have a completely fine clientele. And honestly, I don't think it is luck. I think it's the fact that you have built a brand and you built a business that people are willing to make accommodations for, right? Like that's the whole thing that when you create something that there's no substitute for, then people are willing to work around it because they know that they're going to get exactly what they're expecting from you. And it's a level of trust, I think. So I think you got to give yourself some credit there as well for building that business. (laughs) That's the hardest thing ever is to give yourself credit for things, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, it is. So tell me a little bit about your podcast that you started because I, as you know, love podcasting and I think it's such a cool way to kind of connect and share information and your podcast is very unique, I'm going to say. So can you give us like a little intro to that? We have kind of made our own genre. Like that's really interesting. Actually, with all this other stuff I've had going on the past year. My brother-in-law is an unsolved homicide in the bigger town over. Yes. Really? Yes. 1997. Yes. What? So last February, I kind of started looking into it a little bit and actually started working with the cold case unit in the town. Yes. And started kind of getting into that a little bit. Well, my dad just retired from being a police officer. My grandfather was an ATF agent. So you know, true crime kind of runs in my blood. And then Randa, my co-host, who is also one of my stylists, started helping me in my brother-in-law stuff. And another Creeps and Crimes, another big podcast, did a case on him. Mm -hmm. And we kind of were honestly sitting around one night. We were like, 
wouldn't it be really cool if we like gave people hair facts and then we did like a true crime case and we realized we're in the south we have all kinds of like crimes and creepy stories and everything so we decided to just do a hair and southern true crime podcast it really is its own genre and that is so cool i love that you did that so what's the name of the podcast where can people find it if because i know there's a lot of true crime junkies out there i am not one of them because i would never sleep again i'm like adrolled when it comes to crimes. so i know that i'm in the minority though and i'm sure there's a lot of people listening who would absolutely love to listen to something like that we are the Stabbing Stylist. Perfect name. I love it. And we're everywhere. Amazon Music, Apple, Spotify. I think we're on Google. We've got everything. We are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. So I'm going to link all of those. I'm going to link your Apple and Instagram and all of these things so that if you're listening right now and you want to check out the Stabbing Stylist podcast, that you can find it super easily. I think that's really, really amazing, though, that you just kind of found this niche and went in on it. So what has the experience been like of actually hosting the podcast? Well, we were both like, you know, we love doing hair and that's we're always going to do hair. So what can we do that we are doing both? Yeah. And it has been even during all of this stuff that we've had going on. We still came out every Monday. It's still... Yeah. Every week it's been a thing and it's been really crazy. We are only on episode 31. And I mean, we've had families reach out to us. We wow. worked with families on stuff. We it's really, it has been a wild ride. I was on the news wow. <laughs> back in November. I was on the news about my brother-in-law stuff. So I I wear many. <laughs> wow. No kidding. The fact that you balanced all of this as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I think is is inspiring. And it's really cool to just know that, you know, you can pursue multiple avenues. So I'd love to know what your biggest piece of advice, because you're someone who has juggled so many different things over the past few years, what is your biggest piece of advice that you would give to a stylist or a salon owner who's maybe feeling overwhelmed and, you know, needing a little, a little pep talk, a little advice. Hmm. Delegate your time. Mm. Delegate your time. You do not have to always be answering messages back and on top of stuff. Set your hours. If you, after seven o'clock in the evening, need to be with your family and your kids and you need wind down time, Put that Instagram on Do Not Disturb. Yeah. Delegate your time and just remember that this is what you chose to do because this is what you love. Yeah. So if it is stressing you out or making you feel like you don't love it, find what that issue is and see how you can change it to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. Because whenever you start feeling kind of worn down on one thing, whether it be um, you're not happy with your clients. You're not happy with being on social media. You're not happy with the salon you're in. That can affect everything to do with your career. Yeah. Find what makes you happy and play on that. Find what stresses you out and fix that. Find how 
to delegate to make things work for you because it's your career. You are in the driver's seat. Oh, I love that. That is perfect advice. Thank you so much for joining me again, Ashley. It's been really cool to catch up and hear about your growth and all of the cool things you've been up to the last few years. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, I have to say, you pat yourself on the back, Jody, <laughs> because you have been awesome. I have messaged you before and been like, oh, you know, this is going on or, oh, I'm stressed <laughs> out. But you always are my cheerleader. You always have my back. And that is absolutely awesome. I couldn't have done it without having somebody like you in my corner to tell me I could do it. Well, I'm so glad you've been even a small part of your journey because I think it's really inspiring to see how hairstylists are making this industry their own. And, you know, that's something that you have done. Nobody's done the work for you. And I just love, love, love seeing you win. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.